0: it's fancy and i'm the publisher and editor-in-chief of swagger magazine and normally on tuesday nights we are able to host our theories and thoughts podcast um via our facebook page but tonight we have had some issues and so we had some guests that were supposed to come on and unfortunately um like we've had some issues with them joining us but Uh, one was actually attending a protest and then greetings y'all and then the other one is um joseph ward who is the um the founder of on the shoulders of giants and the co-host of um the freedom train network so when joseph comes on i'm hoping that i'll be able to bring him in so that we can continue the conversation that we are supposed to have thank you miss veronica for our transferring over from uh facebook hey anya so um those who normally watch the theories and thoughts podcast um whether you watch it live or if you're watching the replays on youtube or the website um anya wasn't able to join us because you know of how we are trying to make it possible so that one of us can even have a conversation with joseph so um it's just going to be me and joseph when he comes on this evening and hopefully we'll be able to get this conversation done and be able to um you know still transfer it over to the other platforms in case other people were trying to um watch it and unable to so i'm trying to bring him in now to the request joseph and while i am bringing him in um can can you hear me
1: Yes, I can hear you finally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. You know you my anxiety man. I was like, okay.
1: No, it's okay. Facebook just hating on us.
0: Yes. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So, um, first, I'll let you introduce yourself. I think, that's, I think that that's You're always right.
1: best. There you go. All right. So, well, thank you for having me here. My name is Joseph Ward, and I am the co-founder of the Freedom Train, Network, which is a podcast network, where we do our best to connect our community to the people and the resources within our community. And I'm also the founder of On the Shoulders of Giants, a company that I created to tell the stories of the sung and unsung heroes of the African diaspora, be be able to make sure that people have easy access to learn information about Black history and the heroes of our history, and won't have to complain anymore or not know where to find resources so both my platforms are kind of connected to um connected as resources for the community to be able to use them and grow
0: okay and um also um we did and we still do i just have been very behind and i keep saying that but i still have been behind. but we normally publish published um the on the shoulders blog so you have to check those out on the website also on you know and yes. joseph even does like the um YouTube videos and everything that goes along with it. So if you're not a reader, then you can just sit and watch it or listen to it as well. Just know that. So, right. um, and I did say thank you for being here with us. and But I do oh, appreciate no you taking the time to have this conversation. So tonight's topic is um, the state of the black man. In light of mm-hmm. everything that has gone on in the past few weeks, it's just kind of like everything happened so fast. But I guess in some ways, if we go back, is you know, as far as even Ahmaud Avery, then that was a few weeks ago. So right. um, we want to just kind of just, you know, pick your brain and also just kind of see, you know, from an uh, educated black man, you know, how are you feeling in his comments? So our first question actually was, how are you?
1: I, honestly, uh, I'm, I'm angry. I'm, I'm very angry. Um, the, the amount of death that I've heard about, a witness have been around within the last week has me, I haven't, to be honest, I haven't even really been able to focus on my work like I usually would because I'm, uh, I'm so angry since i Aubrey's death there. Um, I've just heard about maybe seven to eight deaths and I, I'm tired of hearing about that. I'm tired of seeing unjust, killings of black people, period. Um I, I probably I, I'm not gonna lie, I probably do need to go see um a mental health specialist or a counselor, somebody that I can sit down and talk to and vent to. I probably do need to do that because I've been having feelings that I haven't had in the past. And I think it's just an accumulation of everything that's going on. Um because on the other end I'm still trying to be a strong person for for my family, my community. And I'm and I'm really not getting the taking care of myself uh, emotionally like I should have been doing in the past. So that's really where I am. This time has made me sit back and really reflect on where I am and and just kind of take it in and be honest with myself. And I'm not happy. I'm not um, I'm I'm not fully well like I should be. I'm angry. I want to do. A whole lot of things but i want to make sure i do smart things so just that's just really what i am right now oh.
0: and i you know um of course with the men in my life i've just kind of been talking to them so you know most of them they didn't go into that detail and i applaud you for even just being able to say that you know to share that with us because that was very transparent of you you know of course we figure okay yeah as a man as a black man he's probably upset but also just to even i i appreciate the fact that you touched on the, you know you said yourself you you will go see a mental health professional because that's something that you know a lot of black men don't want to admit to so right already that's like um even one of our later questions was going to be you know how do we move forward from here but I don't know. It it is a lot um to process and in, in a like I don't know if a lot of people know this, but after um after Alton Sterling and Philando Castile were murdered in 2016, mm-hmm. that's when we really began to try to publish content for me and like so I just remember how I felt as a woman, you know, and I just really felt helpless. Um, right and even now it's like that feeling and I saw um, another publisher say the same thing you know just kind of like we're all kind of in a sense of you want to do more what can you do a lot of us you know I right. haven't attended any protests and they kind of admitted too that they hadn't attended any um, and also she touched on the fact that uh, it made her realize how she wasn't in tune with like you know even local politics so what's going on right, there right. in her city and of course people oftentimes say that that's a good place to start but It's still, you know, it just doesn't seem to be like enough. And initially, this was not one of our questions. But of course, as we are seeing more of the rioting and so on taking place, what are your thoughts? You know, because I know that there's on one end, there's the people that's like, oh, well, you know, there's the rioters or the protests and then there's the looters, you know? And I think that one, that really needs to be distinguished. But either way, to me, it's just like, in a lot of ways, I feel like, hey, finally somebody's stepping
1: up and doing something, but I want right. to know how do you feel on the matter? But I'm, I I support the protesters. I don't support the rioters and the looters. And um, the protests are... This, this is black people saying, look at me, look at us, listen to us. You've been beating us down for 400 years plus. You've been oppressing us for 400 years plus. These killings with the police have been ongoing issues. I know I've studied the history of the the relationship between the police department or police force period and black people. And it goes back, it, that stretches back to the 1500s. And it's not a pretty history. It's not a great history. I understand the protest. Um, I understand the anger. I have the same anger inside of me. Um, I, I wish that we would have come to a point in the past where we could well white America or others are listening to us but we haven't came to that point we're still being oppressed we're still being beat down we're still being we're still watching each other be killed like this is stuff when we were growing up we would would see it maybe tv or video games not in real life this is real life like people are not getting up off the ground and going back to the to the everyday lives so I'm I'm with the protesters. I, I understand the anger and you know when when a protest happens, that means the society has reached a point to where the, the there's tension between the protesters and the people that they're protesting. And usually the people that they're protesting are in a, in some kind of position of power, but they aren't listening to the people. And because they're not listening to the people because they keep stepping on the people, here we are, and we're going to continue to have things like this moving forward. Until we get to a point to where people are serious about ending the structural racism here in America. Wow.
0: And this even um I mean, I agree with all of that, but I actually just saw something today that just kind of made me think. It was more so like along the lines of a spiritual video, right? And they were just and again, this is I you probably like, Where do these questions come from? But it's just as <laughs> you're talking, you know, it's making me think right. of other stuff. So, um, I watched this video, and the guy, one of the things he was saying was, like, this was still, Um, I must wanna, I, I'm always mispronouncing this. I want to say systematic, seismic. Is that how you say it? But, like, because even though people are um, protesting and so on, but now it's, like, giving Trump the, and yeah, well, it's giving Trump the opportunity to be able to declare martial law. So, like, right. it's almost, like, While we're thinking that we're doing something good you know are we really you know are we really benefiting is this really beneficial to the cause is this even helping to move us forward or have we now just kind of trapped ourselves in a situation and one thing that he pointed out is you know these a lot of these people are coming to other cities and starting the protests, and then mm-hmm. they're going back to their own you know their right. own homes and they're not the ones that's going to be placed under these curfews and now right. initially that never crossed my mind but then once he said it I was like you know what and then when you think about it the protests are taking place in places that's being announced you know the police already know where you're going to be so like yep. you know do you
1: have you considered that? And just you know, yeah. Um, my biggest thing that I've been pushing is to have um, a, a separate faction that supports the protest, uh, organized faction, because the protesters need support. They're being infiltrated, like you said. They're being infiltrated by those who their their overall objective is to cause mayhem, and that's exactly what they're doing. They're causing mayhem in these cities, and like you said, they're going back to their homes and then military is being deployed in these specific cities that things are going on. And I kind of feel like right now, our protesters are out there by themselves. And that's why I, I I would like the community to be able to rally around the actual protesters. Um, not the, not the other ones, but the actual protesters, if they can have some kind of support, um, a, a way of communication, a way of identifying certain things that that's happening because you're right. It is, fuel for Trump. It is bait for Trump to be able to use. And that's why he's got to the point where he wants to deploy the military all over these places. But if we could support our protesters, and, and that's why I'm big on continuous community action, not just when these things happen, but if we have continuous community action, when these things do happen, we have some something in place, some kind of protocol in place, some kind of plans in place to where when we do roll out Protest, or somebody goes out and do certain things. There ways to support it, and there ways to protect it. Because Mm -hmm. right now, it's just really vulnerable, and it's been just been taken over by people whose intentions are bad. And it is, like you said, it is fuel for Trump. And that fool don't need no more fuel. Right.
0: So, and even with um, what you just said about the, how did you say, continuous.
1: that, that community support, that continuous community support.
0: Okay, because my next question, of course, was going to be like, how do we even move forward from this? But I don't even know, you know, like, we're still, I'm not even really just seeing it letting up just yet, you know, because people really seeing, like, you know, there's, there's years what, decades, centuries of anger there for one, and then right. also I think that um, the with us having just been sitting in the house, you know, the whole coronavirus thing, people yeah. have that energy. You know, they've just been sitting right. here. But you know, are you foreseeing an uh, end in sight to this, or what? You know, like how do do you have any tips as far as to move forward, or what?
1: um i don't i don't see a, a real end because honestly if i'm gonna be real honest my friends and i we've been seeing cycles of things that happen like this for the past four or five years even going back to uh to trayvon martin where um something happens because something happens once every year and protests break out or people are riled up every year and it seems like it's cyclical because it happens and then after a two or, two or three week period maybe a month period the the energy dissipates, but the violence and things still happen. And for me, the moving forward would be con- once again continuous community action. It's not, it's not pretty. It's not beautiful. It's the gritty everyday work that people have to do. It's it's the stuff that won't get on cameras that really don't need to be on cameras. But really identifying specific problems in our community, because I, I think we'll be fooling ourselves if we try to if us as individuals t- try to tackle everything from a national level. So it's just thinking, where do I live and what kind of impact can I make? Who can I connect with to be able to make changes within the community that I live in? And I think if, if everybody within their own specific community start to chip away at the changes and things that they want to make, eventually we'll see, um, uh, a wider change, but also within that, Communicating with other people across the country, keeping those lines of communication open, real organization, organization can start small, but then they can spread out. Um, Community development plans, community assessments, figuring out what the people in the community need. Now we know what the disparities are. We know the things that we see, but also getting into the communities that we wanna help and asking those people, well, what do you need? Mm -hmm. And to me, those things that we could do because if we don't like i said i don't i don't want to i don't want somebody to look at it from a national scale and try to attack it that way and they don't have the resources they either burn themselves out or they get overwhelmed where if you can start locally like it doesn't matter what you do if you jump rope go in there and teach some kids how to jump rope and maybe that can put them in the space where they can learn some things different but i just feel like some type of action has to happen now I'm not gonna sit here and act like I have all the answers, but I do know if we could, if we do nothing, we'll be right here, maybe six months from now or a year from now, with the same specific issues, the same type of issues, and not seeing any change. If we want change, we have to get up and move, and we have to do things and, and put boots to the ground. So, um, to me, that's that's the, the step forward is do things. If you're already in the community working, continue working. Don't think that your efforts aren't enough just continue, continue to do what you're doing, especially if you know you're doing good things. And if, if not get involved, find organizations in your community who's already doing things, get involved, just do something constructive rather than just talking about it. Cause that's not going to end the, the systematic oppression that we face.
0: Wow, you just said a mouthful. And uh, I see that from the comments that they were agreeing with you, saying that you were speaking facts, and that they agreed. And just even, I've noticed, like, because I remember a few years ago, just kind of telling someone that I kind of admired, and I saw how um, they seemed like they could kind of organize the people. But I was just, but I noticed that, and I've told them this, you know, it always seems like men can organize seems like a lot better, at least in my parts. You know, I don't know, it seems like around here, just from my personal experience, you don't really just see people gravitate to a woman trying to speak in such a manner, but they did, again, tell me to start locally, you know? And so uh-huh. every time I ask that question, that is what people have been saying. And I think that it's really starting, for me personally, it's starting to drill, you know, like, hold in more to me, because I'm always just thinking so big, you know? But it's right. funny because I was just telling someone the other day about how change takes time. So... Of course, right. you know, you can't expect for this to happen overnight. And even when I ask you that question, as I think about it, I'm like, there's no way we're going to really just see a total end to this. You know, people might get tired right. and start to go home, but we have, you know, we have so much further to go, like as far as the changes that we need to be made and the rights that we want to have and different things like that, like we're not even close to that. And I seriously doubt that what has occurred thus far is still just enough for them, you know, to feel that type right. of change. Although I did hear that this has been um, the biggest like protest in history. I saw that. I don't know. I'm like,
1: okay, you're the historian. Okay. So that is true. Yes. Yeah. These, these have been some of the biggest protests as far as just the sheer number of total people, not just in America, but throughout the world. Like think about it. We're seeing, we're seeing people react who probably wouldn't have said anything four years ago, who didn't say anything four years ago. Now I'm, I want to be positive about that, even though I, I, as somebody who has been grassroots, I hate disingenuous stuff. So if somebody's, they're not going to be genuine about their support or, or about the way that they're going about helping black people or saying anything about what's going on, then we don't need it. But if it's genuine, then we can actually use it. And it's the an actual real shift because we, we haven't really seen this before. Right.
0: So. Yeah. I've been uh really amazed by the support as well, you know, like outside of the country. And I was just sharing with someone, like, you know, for the longest, especially, like, even coming up in school, we were taught that we were the superpower. You know, we kind of looked down on other countries thinking, oh, they should want to be like us. Right. And this has really, these past few years have really just, you know, there's been a big shift in it, like now other countries are laughing at us and now other countries are speaking. I didn't even really know that other countries and I had heard it before but I really didn't. Grasp it or I guess consider it that people in other countries felt the plight of black people here in America, you know, like, I'm sitting here thinking about, oh, they're struggling and they're like, really, you know, they're looking at us like they feel sorry for us. And so that just really Mm When I saw that, that really hit home for me in that moment, you know, just seeing those other protests in other places and just thinking, like, you know what, like, we've been playing ourselves, you know, like, we didn't even really know. And it's still, I guess, just a big matter of just still not even really knowing who we are and where we play a part in things. The reason why we do have that, you know, know, those type of attitudes. But also, of course, um, I wanted to ask how can women you know how can women better support our men throughout this time or even with, through the movement you know just either or if you could give us tips on either one that would be great
1: um now i i do want to say i i i see a lot of women doing a lot so i do want to uh point that out um there are a lot of great but, job but they are here. like yourself <laughs> but you, you know but you like yourself like your your, your platform you you provide a platform for people that may not have existed before. So, what you're doing is necessary. Black media is necessary. There are a lot of black women out doing a lot. Um, but I will say, if, if you are a black woman and you want to do more, you want to get involved, once again, I would say find other organiz, find an organization, uh, a, a organization that's real about community work and join them. Um, you can start. Different groups with young girls, mentorship groups, certain things that uh, Black women can do. Um, black women, and, and, you know, to reiterate, Black women have always played a vital role in every movement or every, any, anything that Black people have had. Black women have played a vital role because when I look through history, you can just see Black women there. Like, Black people don't conquer things if Black women aren't there to support us.